Welcome to worship. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Glorious God, your generosity waters the world with goodness, and you cover creation with abundance. Awaken in us a hunger for the food that satisfies both body and spirit. And with this food, fill all the starving world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Genesis. That same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, 
They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In today's readings, we have two men who want to be alone. They have the same goal in mind, but for different reasons. So let's begin with Jacob in our reading from Genesis. Jacob is traveling with his family, servants, and livestock to establish a new home in the country of his ancestors. This trip is not an easy one for him. He has no idea how he will be greeted by his brother Esau. He and Esau have not had a good relationship. Jacob deceived their father to get his father's blessing that was supposed to go to Esau. He then moved to a foreign land where he worked for Laban in exchange for his daughter Rachel. His business dealings with Laban were less than honest, and he left hastily so as not to get into trouble. Now he had in the land now he was in the land of his brother Esau, and he was afraid. He did not know how Esau would receive him, and he feared for his life. He sent his wives and maids and children away that evening to keep them safe. Now God was the one who had told Jacob to go to the land of his ancestors, but Jacob did not put his faith in God. Jacob lay there in the dark that evening, thinking about how his life had taken shape since he had last seen Esau. He may have thought about his dishonest practices and how he had hurt Esau and their father. His thoughts kept him awake, and then God appeared. God grabbed him and tried to talk to him. Jacob was afraid and did not want to hear what God might say to him. They struggled throughout the night. As hard as God tried to get Jacob to listen, he could not. With one last try, God struck Jacob, and as daybreak began, Jacob was ready to pay attention. He wanted more than anything to get the blessing of God. He clung to God, asking for God's forgiveness in a blessing. Now here was the test. God asked him his name. The last time a blessing was involved, Jacob used his brother's name to get what he didn't deserve. This time, he gave God his real name, and God blessed him. Being alone that night had brought great clarity to who Jacob was and how he was to lead his life moving forward. God came just when Jacob needed God most and would not let go until Jacob was listening. Now our reading from Matthew begins with now just when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to his deserted place by himself. So what was it that Jesus had heard? 
What Jesus heard was that John the Baptist had been beheaded. Jesus was devastated. He wanted time to mourn. He tried his best to get away from the crowd who had been following him. Unfortunately for him, the crowd would not leave him alone. It would be easy to be upset with the people because they would not give Jesus the time he needed to mourn John's death. We could even call them selfish. But these people were not selfish. They were desperate. Jesus understood. He put away his personal feelings and had compassion for the people. He cured the sick, and when it was time for a meal, he fed them. Jesus would never turn his back on the people who needed him most. So here we are listening to these stories. How do we identify with what is happening to Jacob and Jesus? Do we have times when we have wrestled with God? How many of you have laid in the dark alone, or not totally alone? You lay there knowing God is near and pleading with you to listen. You toss and you turn. You wrestle with sleep that won't come. You plead with God. You bargain with God. Sleep does not come, but morning does. You crawl out of bed exhausted. You may feel somewhat like Jacob as he limped away in the morning. Now we all have different reasons for wrestling with God, but the outcome is most likely the same. God does not give up. God cares for us. God wants the best for us and blesses us every day. Because God cares for us, he sent Jesus into our lives. Jesus came as our Savior. He was not who people expected. He was too mild-mannered and compassionate. He was not a forceful warrior. But the more the people got to know Jesus, the more they believed in him. Earlier I had said that people could be considered selfish for following Jesus everywhere he went, even when he wanted to be alone to mourn the death of John. But these people were not selfish. They understood that Jesus was their only hope for a good life. Never had they been treated with such care and compassion. Never had anyone taken the time to consider their needs and overlook their faults. Jesus was there to attend to their needs, no matter how great or how small. Today's feeding of the 5,000 is just one example of Jesus' generosity. He put his feelings aside to care for those who needed him most. Jesus did these great acts of kindness to be an example for us to follow as we encounter people who need our help. He knew his time here was limited, and he did what he could to show us how to live a godly life. There will be many times in our lives when we will be alone, either by choice or because of circumstances beyond our control. There are times we will be like Jacob and wrestle with God, thinking that we can handle our lives on our own. Then there will be times when we know we cannot continue to isolate ourselves, but we need to step out and look for others who need our care just like Jesus did. Life will never be totally in balance. Just when we are feeling good about what we are doing and who we are helping, we will find a time when God steps in to wrestle with us so we don't let our goodness be something to brag about. 
God has a way of keeping us humble. Taking time to be alone is good for all of us. And what is even better is if we spend that time alone with God. Amen. Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Confident of your care and helped by the Holy Spirit, we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. You take resources that appear to be meager, bless them, and there is enough. May your church trust what you bless and ask us to share with the world is a, and ask us to share with the world what is abundantly sufficient. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Your bountiful creation offers sustenance and life for all creatures. Protect this abundance for the well-being of all. Reverse the damage we have caused your creation. Replenish groundwater, provide needed rains, and protect forests. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You offer yourself to all nations and peoples of the earth, inviting everyone to abundant life. May that promise bring people to work for justice and peace for all your children. Be with all those in military service and their families, especially Nick Timmerman, Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Hear the cries of those who turn to you. Bring wholeness and healing to those who suffer in mind, body, and spirit, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You offer freely the fullness of salvation. Give your congregation such a welcoming heart that our words and actions may extend your free and abundant hospitality to all whom we encounter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You gather your saints as one, united in the body of Jesus. Bring us all to your saints in the heavenly banquet. Remember with love and thanksgiving the saints we have known. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the certain hope that nothing can separate us from your love, we offer these prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.